Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk University podcast. You're here with myself, Alice, and my lovely co-host, Reese. And today we're going to be talking about if you can afford to go to university. Quite an important topic, and I think it's a bit taboo as well. Yes, the dreaded money situation that uh, no one likes to think about if they can help it, but a vital and important part of your time at university. Well, we have different stories because I am from Leicester Mm -hmm. and you are not. So our situations are different. So there are variances to it. So as someone that has moved into the city and has had to be more independent than myself, tell us a little bit about how you how you managed your finances. How did you budget yourself? Um, I wouldn't say I'm the best budgeter and I've been very diligent. I know some people are really good. Like one of my friends has a spreadsheet and writes down every single thing he buys. Cannot relate. Um, But I I have been sensible with money. And, you know, I think what's important is just being aware of what you're spending and honestly just checking every so often, you know, what did I spend here? Okay, I probably shouldn't go out for dinner this night then and I'll stay in for once, um, which I don't do very often um (laughs) do as we say not as we do yeah and um yeah just being aware of things rather than you don't necessarily have to nitpick every single thing you do yeah but being aware of it is really important i mean if you want to write down everything you buy go for it but it might just be really time consuming and you might get bored of it quite quickly Mm. because i moved into leicester and i didn't know really what to expect yeah i was really surprised by well really how cheap everything was Mm. and i was you know, in Leicester, after moving from the north, I was like really worried because I mean, Midlands to me is like the south. And so I was really worried about how things were going to cost. But it was actually, you know, pretty easy to manage things. Yeah, Leicester is absolutely affordable. It was voted the third most affordable city in the UK. Wow, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bringing you the facts and statistics here <laughs> on this podcast. And did you have like a, a quick pro tip or anything that you want to mention about managing money at university? Because I've already said, you know. Yeah. So yeah, obviously I live in Leicester anyway, so I lived with my uh, my parents, um, but I still had to budget my money, you know, I still had to afford things and pay, mm-hmm. pay rent to some degree to my parents, bless them. But yes, my pro tip is, you, you know, if you're used to the finer things in life, don't be afraid to go f- and try the uh, store-owned brands, you know, yeah. be, be reasonable with Definitely. your budget. No, I think that's a very smart thing to do. And I think as well, the more you do it, the more you just get used to it. Yeah. We've also got a special guest today, Ben, and he works in the schools and colleges team. So would you like to introduce what you do at the university? Yeah, of course. So uh, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. It's been a long time since I've been in this studio. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I work as part of the university in the marketing team, in the the school and college liaison team. So I sort of travel the country, I speak to students, um, and I give them advice about things about university. So similar tips to what you guys have just talked about. Um, I might also talk about, you know, the UCAS application process or Mm -hmm. writing a statement or things like student finance so yeah lots of advice that I kind of give to students up and down the country about sort of going to university and seeing if they can sort of encourage them alleviate some of those fears budgeting money is is one of those fears and that's sort of you know it's one of the things that we do get quite a lot of questions about so it's quite a handy thing to kind of be able to talk about and and also talk about from my experience you know being a Mm -hmm. student and hearing what you guys kind of went through and the Mm -hmm. kind of situations that we're in and and how to kind of best kind of support those students through their time at university. Yeah, so we kind of have like an expert here. 
<laughs> about managing money and advising students on managing money as well. So is there anything particularly that you think people should know about managing money at university that we haven't already mentioned? I mean, we can jump straight into student finance first if you want, because that's, yeah, that's be the, yeah, kind yeah. of the big one. Yes. So obviously, from one side of it, the big thing that kind of scares quite a lot of students is when they're looking at university and the thing that they often see is the, the cost per year to be at university. Yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we know, in recent years, universities have been able to charge up to £9,250 per year just to study on that course that's not yeah. including all those kind of wider costs yeah so that's the first thing that students go and they see that and they go oh my goodness that's really expensive like how am I going to afford that but obviously student finance is a, is a government supported funding that provides students with that money or pays that money directly to the university and means that actually they don't even have to worry about those mm-hmm. tuition fees they're called tuition fees and then you get this tuition fee loan that yeah. pays towards the university to pay towards that study it pays for the academic lectures it pays for your entry to exams access to IT equipment it pays for kind of the whole shebang in terms of you being a student on those kind of courses and then to tie it a little bit more into what you guys have just been talking about there are obviously additional costs to being at university that might be in your situation Alice where you moved out so you stayed in accommodation it might be something more akin to what you were talking about where you're sort of commuting for university and you get something called a maintenance loan that pays towards all of those different things and that will change depending on circumstance so if a student decides to move out they will get a different amount of money compared to a student that might stay at home but it is still a lump sum that you get every single term every single academic term every three months that goes into your bank account and essentially it's for you to spend as you will and obviously we were talking (laughs) about kind of managing the money and the things that we maybe did do maybe we shouldn't have done um you know as soon as you see the sort of you know up to a thousand pounds that's suddenly sitting in your bank account you're thinking oh amazing yeah Yeah. i'm going to buy a very expensive game console or in my case a new computer or whatever it might be (laughs) you know the things you absolutely definitely shouldn't do yes So that maintenance zone is really, really useful. And that is what will kind of cover those students through those three years to help them pay towards, again, your accommodation, your food bills, et cetera, et cetera. But I think even from that factor, you know, sometimes it's the first time a lot of students will have a lot of money in their bank account. Yeah. It can be quite overwhelming to suddenly see that. So it's it's very important that even from the get go, you're just kind of aware of that. You're able to kind of manage your money. Mm -hmm. You're you're kind of shopping. I don't want to say correctly, but you're shopping smartly. Smartly. Yeah. Um, yeah and you're just being kind of sensible with what you're doing so that you are able to kind of enjoy your time at university because we want you to have a social yes. life we want you to go out and have dinner and, and meet friends and all that kind of stuff but you're not kind of left at the end of the month thinking oh my goodness I can't pay rent I can't do all there's that enough yes. going on already the last thing that you want to yeah. add to that is uh, financial worries yeah so that that's kind of a, a very kind of brief rundown of how student finance work from the sort of tuition fee side which obviously is very easy to kind of talk about and then the maintenance side which is what obviously students get to kind of pay their way as they make their way through their their three years or four years. And I think as well, people have very different uh, reactions to having that sort of money in their account. I mean, mm. everyone gets a different amount of maintenance loan. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone gets enough to pay for their rent or whatever. So you yeah. might need help with that. Mm-hmm. And that might be something you need to consider there is a calculator online that can give you an estimate on how much yes. you might be getting, uh, which can help you really, you know, plan where you're going to live and what sort of things you're going to prioritise. Yeah. I was quite the opposite in terms of getting my finance in that I didn't spend anything because I was so worried about yeah. spending all my money. <laughs> um, and I would say there is a happy medium and it just takes you a bit of time to get used to it. By third year, I was kind of in the swing of, you know, this is how much money I need to have in my account by this date. Yeah. And it's something you just sort of get used to. Um, and I think people worry about it way more than they should but it is obviously good to be aware of yeah on the other end of the spectrum as someone that worked full-time and then came to university 
I sort of had to adjust to, well, I can't afford that anymore or to do that or to go here. And as you mentioned, it is about spending smartly and just Mm -hmm. being aware of separate your needs from your wants. Like Mm -hmm. think about what you need first and then focus on what you want afterwards. So yes, I would love to buy 50,000 video games, but that's not what I need. (laughs) What I need is to make sure I can pay rent, afford food and commute money and all things like that. And then whatever I've managed to save or have left over, that can be used for you know, treating yourself. It's one of those things that I would kind of encourage quite a lot of students to go to university just generally mm. because by going to university, you get that quite a lot it's of independence. It's a life experience. It is. It's well. a life experience. And and I think regardless of whether you move out or whether you, you stay at home, you've got this kind of experience of, okay, I'm kind of a little bit on my own now. I've got this lump sum of money yeah. and now I've got to do with it the sensible thing to get myself to my studies or get myself yeah. to my job or to pay my rent and my bills. You know, that's a that's a life experience in and of mm-hmm. itself. Yes. And it's really important that you, you look at the situation use that calculator online which is really really useful to Mm. kind of pre-plan the figures do shift every so you know ever Mm -hmm. so slightly each year but it's really important that you look at that because that calculator will look at your your parents details or your garden details or your household Mm. income and it sort of calculates based on that a kind of means tested fund that you'll get per year Mm -hmm. and that's so so useful to be able to go okay i've got this saved up from my, my full-time job before yep. university because yep. I was in a similar situation. I've got this kind of savings that I've made over the summer. Um, okay, I've got this maintenance loan. I know that I can definitely pay my rent for this length of time and I've got this left over and I yep. can use this to go out and use this to pay my food bills. Like you say, you don't have to spreadsheet it. That's a really kind of proactive way of doing it. Yes. And it's great if you can, but even if you just get, you know, there's, there's apps and stuff that you can use that help yeah. you manage your money. There's loads of different ways that you can just keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way kind of forward in some ways, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's important as well to know that, you know, not everyone's going to be in the same situation. Yeah. And it also can change from year to year. Yeah. I got different amounts of maintenance loan over the few years. It was important for me to work and earn mm. money as well. And I think that was a great skill in terms of just, you know, getting used to being working and studying, but also, you know, having that extra money and being responsible oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I still got a part-time job in my second year, um, you know, signed up to uni temps with the university, which we can go on to in a bit. Just having that extra little bit come in is helpful as well, because it did help me enjoy myself a bit more. Because again, it's that hitting that balance of, you know, being sensible, but also you can enjoy yourself still as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, as I say, separate your wants from your needs. Yeah. I mean, I found working at university really beneficial. It meant Mm. I could make more friends. It Mm -hmm. meant, I mean, it was just all round a positive experience and I think you know you don't have to work at university but if you want to it's definitely manageable and it gives yeah. you a good skill for the future. I think with with part-time job and the advice I give to a lot of students because again it's a question that we do get you know can I work part-time at university can I keep my job while I'm at university yeah I'll always try to sort of steer that towards maybe maximum kind of 10 hours a, a week yeah because as we know university is and, and I think you've both just kind of come off the end of this. You know, it's quite independent study. You've got yes. to kind of focus that time and you've got all yeah. this time you need to put to projects. So what you don't want to be doing is kind of burning yourself out, working this sort of 20-hour shift, 20-hour yeah, yeah, yeah. week. And, you know, quite a lot of students might get sort of bar work and quite sort of late work. And that can sometimes have an impact on, you know, lectures the following day. So, mm. you know... With part-time jobs, again, it's just about being sensible because mm-hmm. you are there to study. You are paying to be at that university. So that's also, I think, quite important and something you kind of need to just be a little bit aware of. Yeah. I think, I know, Alice, you were a student ambassador through Unitemps, through DMU. And that meant that you could be quite flexible around your kind of studies and yeah. pick which shifts you wanted to work, which was quite useful. Working for the university was great for me yeah. because, you know, I went to uni. They knew that I was studying and this, that, yeah. after all, my degree comes first. And being a student ambassador meant that I could be very flexible 
I could take the shifts that I wanted. Yeah. And I think a lot of jobs are like that. You know, you can be flexible around things and, you know, being smart. I mean, there's definitely times when I took on too much work and yeah. I shouldn't have done it. And, you know, you just live and you learn, and you get through that. Exactly. You realise your own limitations and what you're capable of and you do adapt and mm-hmm. you eventually work out what works for you. Absolutely. And in terms of actual financial support that might not be, you know, doing a part time job, do you know what kind of support there is there for students that's outside of maybe a maintenance loan? So there are sort of financial teams at the university that will support students throughout the process. So whatever situation you're in, there are obviously additional hardship funds for students in certain situations, for example. And then, as I say, there are teams at the university that can sort of help you manage your money. You can have a chat with, you can have a look at see if there's anything that the university can do to kind of support you through that process, Mm -hmm. be that, you know, you're struggling to pay rent for example the university doesn't necessarily want you to be kind of out on the street so they'll look at ways that they can support you in those kind of individual circumstances should you need it so a university will always kind of kind of be behind students in that regard to make sure that they are in those particular situations and also, again, there are kind of other ways that you can sort of manage that. We've obviously talked about part-time work. Look at obviously making sure you've got those savings. We don't want to necessarily lean on, for example, the bank of mum and dad, but it's mm. always there as a backup for it for some yeah. student if that sort of circumstance arises. And then, you know, there are things that you can do. So something that I did, which I quite like, and this is quite a big tip from me, is if you can avoid credit cards, please do. Don't use credit <laughs> cards. They are dangerous. Mm. But a lot of student bank accounts will have 0% overdrafts. And yes. that I relied on so, so much mm-hmm. when I was a student because it just meant that I had this kind of backup. And I think every single year it extended that little bit. So I think for the first year it was 1000 The next year it was 2000 And it meant that if I did just kind of dip below my threshold in my bank account, I'd got this kind of backup. Yeah. Yeah. And because it was a 0% one, it meant that I wasn't being charged being in that overdraft, yeah. which normal bank accounts would do. And they actually gave me, I think it was about two years to kind of pay that off. I mean, I was out of it within six months, but it's a really, really useful yeah. thing to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. So when you're looking at those kind of bank accounts, that can also be a, a real benefit if you've got those kind of benefits attached to the account as well. Absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't already, make sure that you uh, set up a student banking account you get so many different benefits from having yes, a student account absolutely. i mean definitely look at all of the different ones before you sign up because some of them do like different freebies as mm-hmm. a sign up mm-hmm. see which one's most important for you i went for i think it was like an amazon gift card but other people wanted like a coach card and you know some bank accounts will give you different benefits and you know just look at what's important to you and what you want to get out yeah. of that also apps and a lot of places do student discounts so when you're browsing around and shopping don't be afraid to ask oh hi do you do student discount Mm -hmm. because even if it's only say 10% or 20% every little penny helps and Mm -hmm. you know take advantage of that. So I think for for a lot of students again there's quite a lot of information that we've talked about but there's also Mm -hmm. loads and loads of resources available on the DMU website so we've got videos and there's stuff on the clearing page and just across the website that you can have a look at you know there's videos where we have gone into a bit more detail about things like student Mm -hmm. finance for example and you know uh, when covering from you know the sort of maintenance side to to the repayment side so definitely do take a look at that and then also the the student finance website if you are going to be going down through this process it's worth just having a bit of a read things like the, the student finance calculator to help budgeting yeah. I think is so important that, that what you mentioned yeah. earlier Alice so definitely just have a little look on online make sure that you are sort of uh, equipped with the information so that you kind of know what you're getting yourself in for from a, a sort of financial side absolutely well thank you so much for joining us Ben you've been wonderful plenty of helpful tips and advice <laughs> there no worries, um, thank you do you have 
an ultimate top tip for any student that might be joining university this year? I think generally speaking, I think it's good to kind of do the research, as we Mm. said, whether it's financially or whether it's just looking at courses, you know, have a look at the university web pages, just see what they're all about and just make sure you kind of know what you're getting yourself in for. You know, by planning those things and doing that research and thinking about that budgeting, it's going to allow you to make the most out of the experience. Or make it even more enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that would be my lots of little (laughs) tips within one big tip. (laughs) That was brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thank you very much. And if you want any further advice, you can visit dmu.ac.uk slash studentfinance. Have a listen to other episodes of the Let's Talk University podcast, where we'll be covering all things about student life to get you ready to start in September.